I look at yesterday. Is there anything today that I can do today? It doesn't matter how small it is, how insignificant it may seem. But is there anything I can do today that can push me closer to my goal than I was yesterday? Hello, and welcome to the Helping Organizations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions, and robust strategies to help their companies thrive. We'll be interviewing business leaders, owners, experts, and thought leaders in the field of business resilience. Do enjoy the episode. Welcome to Helping Organizations Thrive. Uh, today I have on the show um, Elizabeth Batala. Good morning to you, Liz. Good morning, Julian. Good to see you. Uh, now, you're the Executive Director for the Institute for Achievement and Excellence. Uh, you've worked in a multiple multitude of global companies of various sizes over your 30 years uh, plus years of experience. Uh, you've also written a book called Level Up to Move Up, uh, The Three Forces in Achieving Excellence. And today we'll be exploring uh, how to have that, um, uh, how to achieve excellence through that sort of framework. So we're going to be looking forward to diving into that. But before we, we go there, uh, Liz, uh, what do you love about what you do? Uh, fantastic question. <laughs> I I love seeing the change in in people that I help, and not only the change in their lives for the better, but the lives of every person that they touch after that ripple effect it's 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 amazing an amazing feeling knowing that i have been part of that journey with them and when did you discover realize that that was what sort of got you excited about what you do i think it was it was uh, it was progressive there wasn't any one real um black or white situation uh, over my over the years that I've been working in corporate and also lecturing at different colleges and universities, I've had uh, people, predominantly women, come to me with you know questions, concerns, uh, the way forward in certain situations because I have been able to successfully navigate the business space. And in that time, just being able to assist, whether formally or informally, doesn't matter. But I, I was able to assist in some way to help make their life better or at least provide mm. that level of clarity. And mm. it was just an amazing feeling to see someone progress and use that information and just, you know, change their life or change their situation or impact others with the knowledge that they have. Um, so that has been my story over the period of time I have been in corporate. And I felt that that is something I wanted to hone into and I wanted to do full time. It's great hearing your your passion and your energy about it. And uh, obviously you love what you do and um, yes. <laughs> uh, making an impact on people. It's, it's wonderful to hear. I love that. And um, mm. we're going to talk about excellence this morning. Um, it's interesting because I, I made the mistake of calling it success. But actually I prefer excellence is so much better, isn't it? Excellence. Success is a bit of a quite subjective but i'd like to get an understanding from your perspective from your experience as how you define excellence and that sounds like a very simple question but to be understanding from your perspective what excellence is from my perspective excellence is about showing up in a way that is the best of who you are in any situation 
any circumstance with any level of resources that you have and not using any of those as an excuse. It, it's showing up to, as your best self. And that does not mean being perfect. Excellence, it's not about perfection. I, and I always say to, you know, to people I have discussions with, perfection is elusive. It is an unattainable task because just when someone feels that they have acquired or mastered something, there is always something else to learn or someone mm. interjects in a conversation and a tiny piece of information can change the perspective very, very widely. So mm. for me, excellence is about just using what you have, the resources that you have, where you are at in your life, the knowledge that you have, the experiences that you have, all of that and showing up in your best possible self. A wonderful definition. I love that. Showing up with, with, with the best you can possibly can, but also with the resources you have. Yes. As you say, not having that excuses, oh, I've only had this, 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 and this, but actually mm. you know, it's showing up with what you've got. So it's. I think it's a really good definition. It's a really good thing to have is that approach to how can we be excellent at what we do, uh, wherever you are. It's, 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 you know, the starting point, mm. which is important, is ourselves, isn't it? Because as soon as we compare to another individual, you know, they say, you know, the comparison is the thief of joy, isn't it? So we, we lose it. And it's important to go start with ourselves, isn't it, in that scenario? Absolutely, Julian. Absolutely. It, it, the, the thing is, it's, it's exhausting to, to continue to compare yourself against others because their situation is different. Their access to resources is different. Their level of knowledge is different. Their support is different. So how can you possibly compare yourself to another individual? And, you know, a lot of what we see online isn't necessarily someone's reality. It's a snapshot of when they celebrate. So to, to, to compare our everyday life against the celebration of someone mm. else's life, it's, it's a recipe for, 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 you know, depression. It's a recipe for disaster and it's a recipe mm. for demotivation. What I tend to do, if I may share that with the audience, is that I look at yesterday. Is there anything today that I can do today? It doesn't matter how small it is, how insignificant it may seem. But is there anything I can do today that can push me closer to my goal than I was yesterday? That's my comparison. And if there is something that I can do, I, I set forth and I do it. I really focus and I either try to get it done or source the information that I can use to help me achieve it. Mm. And that's all that, that, that is required. Yeah, I mean, you make a valid point on the whole social media side of things because obviously people only <laughs> often only sh sell, show the the end game, the positive, the edited version, obviously, and the, the bit beforehand or things that went wrong, people don't tend to shout about, uh, which they would shout mm. more about those because I think it's really helpful. Um, and then it's that creating that better version of ourselves. So we made a you made a, say, a simple statement, simple definition, a great definition about um, how to create excellence or what excellence is, how do we then become that person who is pursuing excellence and how do we create excellence and be those people who are creating a better version of ourselves? Where, 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 should, where should we start this? It, that, it, it's a very personal journey, first of all, Julian, a very, very personal journey. What someone deems as <clears throat> their best self well, there are so many determinant factors to that. But one of the things that um, can be done is really and truly having self-awareness. 
where am I at now in my journey? Do I have the knowledge and the information I need to get where I want to go? Do I have sufficient resources? If not, where can I tap into that? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Or should I say areas for improvement? Because I don't, mm. I tend not to like the word weaknesses. Areas for improvement. Is there, are there people that I can tap into to give me uh, an objective view on mm. maybe blind spots that I may have? So it is a holistic approach to moving forward. In terms of excellence, it's usually a holistic approach because excellence is about <clears throat> being the best that someone can be. <clears throat> Excuse me, being the best. And as a, a human being, we are complex in nature. So there is no one standard solution. <laughs> no, no, there isn't, isn't it? And, that, and that's important, isn't it? And it's important to, to know a where you where you where you're at, as in understanding that mm -hmm. self awareness. And then it's the where you'd like to be, isn't it? And that, that sort of how do we go about that where we'd like to be? Because that's it's always a difficult one, isn't it? Because we have this thing called ego. We have this thing called. <laughs> comparison of others and and, and yes. almost like what we think we should be doing versus what we mm. ought to do and we don't want to sell ourselves short how do we get mm. to that place where we get a i suppose a, a more sort of pragmatic realistic view of where we should go or is or does that always does that is that view changing do you think both. Um, it, the, the view can change because as we change and we grow and we acquire more information, our our goals five years ago may not be the same goals that we want to achieve now. So as we change, our outlook on life may change. So it's about being flexible. That's one. The second thing in terms of what what we can do to understand where we are and where we want to go, that's usually termed a gap analysis because that gap will determine how wide or how narrow that gap will determine how much work um, we we have to do with ourselves. And mm. there are many things that can be done to help someone understand their gap. One of the things is technology, um, assessments, online, offline, etc. And one of the things that uh, we offer is a free assessment to help someone identify their strengths and their areas for improvement. So assessments, tests, mm -hmm. um, online programs, etc. So that's one, the use of technology to acquire knowledge, books, etc. Another thing is speaking with well-meaning, well-meaningful and people who support your growth. So family, friends mm -hmm. who may again indicate a blind spot that if you were left on your own, you would not be aware that that is something that requires improvement. Mm. If someone says to me, well, I don't really have that many family members around and I'm not one that has a lot of friends, then there are professionals out there. Seek out a mentor, seek out a coach. There are mm. so many choices out there that can help an individual assess where they are and help them determine that gap so that they can achieve the goals that they want to achieve. Yeah, and it's. I think that talking to other people, that's that, that sort of, it's a vulnerability comes with that, doesn't it, in terms of having other people to have an input or a sharing of not only what they, what you they think you could do, what's your strengths, but worse, where they, they're, they're inspired where you might be going as well and encouraging you because, you know, when we're trying to create that better version of ourselves and, you know, make us more impactful in what we do, 
we need support and we need inspiration along the way. Um, now you've got a you have a framework and it's part of your book, um, which is it'd be interesting just to explore that because I think sometimes people, you know, I work I'm a coach and I work with a lot of people and I help people create better versions and and yeah. and sort of impacts, but often some people like real frameworks and uh, I'm not that I don't yes. use frameworks, but I I'm probably work slightly differently. But I think frameworks are really helpful mm. in the guiding and it's a, and it creates still flexibility, but a a touch point and it'd be good for you to just share and start that sharing of what that framework is that could help people get to more of that excellence in their life of course as you rightfully said julia not everyone works well with a framework and then there are others who need that that touch point and that that mm. that method to to go forward um so even though I'm explaining a framework the framework in itself is important but it's not necessary to achieve goals in life. And that framework, I, I've termed it the three forces in achieving excellence. And three forces, simply because over the years that I have been speaking to so many people, I realized that based on the questions and the concerns and the issues that they, they brought to my attention, it fell into one of those three forces. And the first force is identity. And identity has to do with the individual themselves. What can that person do to, to show up as, as excellence? The second part is called connections. And that has to do with relationships. The relationships with the individual and the relationship that individual has, has with other people. And then the final one is called status. And that has to do with standard of living, quality of life. Now, in the three forces for achieving excellence, the way that someone can achieve excellence in each of those three forces is by implementing what are called corrections in life areas. Each force contains three life areas, and that's how we end up with nine life areas as a way to level up very quickly. Okay, so we have identity as a as mm -hmm. one aspect we have connection and we yes. have status um correct in terms of the identity piece let's start start there is that starting to understand a bit more who you are what you are which we've sort of yes. touched on a little bit of that sort of who you i guess your strengths and weaknesses is that is that what, what identity means yes so identity we as i said the each force contains three life areas and identity contains your personal brand how you show up online, offline, etc. Mm. Demeanor, and I really go into into that where we talk about things like communication and business etiquette and etc. And then the final one is personal style, because whether we choose to believe it or not, we are judged to a certain extent, and we judge ourselves to a certain extent mm. by our physical appearance. So when we look at when we speak about identity, I talk about personal brand, demeanor and personal style. Those three make up and help an individual look at and question how they can improve their identity. Yeah, because I think often people forget that whether you think about this or you don't think about this, uh, who you are and, and the when you how you show up, you are showing up to anybody and it's what you're showing up, isn't it? And it's that having that thinking of, what do I want to show up as in, and obviously not a fake way, obviously clearly it's got to be an authentic way, but 
however you meet somebody for the first time, second time, or whatever, that's the they're making everybody's making a judgment, aren't they? And that's unfortunately what's happened. They're creating a stereotype, a bias. All those things are all in mm. ourselves, in our experiences. So how do we? I guess the challenge for me, and I always, I, I always have the challenge on the personal brand piece, and I've I've had this with a number of people where the balance of how to be authentic and not inauthentic and fake and all that and and how do you do it online in a way that's just like all about you and ego do you know what I mean so how do we get that balance of mm. authenticity that is to, to be authentic it's about also understanding being really clear on who you are as an individual. That helps with the authenticity. Another thing that helps with authenticity, and I'm not saying don't care what people say, but don't care what people say to a certain extent, because everyone will have an opinion and it's impossible to satisfy every person who decides to share their opinion with or without your consent. So there, 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 is, there is a requirement to have a certain level of thick skin, as they say, because not everyone will like your authentic self, especially people who have been accustomed seeing you, engaging with you, interacting with you in a particular way, and you have decided to step up and improve yourself and move forward. And they are realizing that they don't want to be on that journey or they are not ready to be on that journey or it's too mm -hmm. much of an effort to continue to be on that journey with you, they may not have nice things to say. And you mm -hmm. can't let their statements hold you back from showing your authentic self in line with the way you want to improve. Mm -hmm. So it's about self-awareness. It's about, to a certain extent, not worrying with what others have to say. Another way that can help someone build and be comfortable with their authentic self is creating a lovely, strong support system. And earlier on, Julian, we, we said that, you know, sharing and chatting with someone who can help you identify your blind spots can help. Mm. I want to say something about that. Be very careful who you share your journey with. Be very careful who you share your goals and your dreams with. Because before you even begin to improve before you even begin to see results, people can tear you down. So be mindful of the people mm. you choose to share that information with and your journey with. Ensure it's people who support your success, people who support you mm. wanting to be excellent, and people who themselves are, are going through that journey or maybe slightly ahead so that you have an example mm. to work with. Yeah, and all of these things can help solidify and help you project your authentic self. It, it seems, and we've talked about it a number of times already, this this having this people around you is quite vital, isn't it, in terms of the support, yes. the insight, and, and the right people, and, that, and it's getting the right people who can yes. sort of be there for you. Um, just on the whole authenticness and the sort of personal brand bit, and how do we mm -hmm. not fall into that trap of just sharing all the success, all the great stuff, and... How do you do I mean, it's, it's a difficult one because I think people do struggle with this, particularly people who lead more as an authentic leader feel that they're, they're putting themselves out there and they're not really, they don't like the limelight in that sense. But how do we get over that almost, not a limiting belief, but almost that it's not about putting yourself out there, it's the impact you have, I guess, with showing 
your strengths or showing your vulnerabilities, whatever it may be. How do we help people over that, cross over that into that it's not all about you, but it is in some ways? So first of all, you're correct. It's not all about you, but in some ways it is. So first of all, I would say do not share anything online that you're not comfortable sharing because it's out there. And once it's out there, it's very difficult to retract it. Everyone has a different level of comfort when it comes to what they choose and want to share online with others. And that's okay. Some of us are more extroverted than others, and that's okay. So mm. be conscious of what you choose to share and make sure that and ensure that you are comfortable sharing. That's one aspect. The, uh, and that's from the personal side of things. In terms of, of leadership, I always say that, you know, to, to, to people, a leader inspires and or maybe inspiration creates leaders because when someone is inspirational people mm. automatically follow and that yeah. person doesn't have to officially be a leader that person yeah. actually becomes a leader by default because he or she is so inspirational in what they do mm. to be a leader to, if you want to impact others Focus on being an inspiration. And I guarantee you, you will not have to be a leader or try to be a leader. It will happen naturally. You can become a leader mm -hmm. by just being inspirational. And yes, there are other things that need to be done and charismatic, being charismatic and all of these things can be learned. But the mm -hmm. fundamental of a good leader is someone who inspires others. Yeah, and you've almost reframed it really because it's not about you and, and it sort of is but it's actually mm. <laughs> the impact it, the impact you're going to have on other people and the fact that if you're yes. leading and you are more authentic but also demonstrating who you are have that inspiration because then people get inspired by you then you have more followers and therefore people will get inspired and therefore will do the the purpose you're trying to do so it, it's that yes. reframe of, if, of actually by doing this you can have a greater impact which is what leadership's all about yes and so, so we, we've got this identity sort of aspect Absolutely. of the framework. We sort of, we've, we've built that and got mm -hmm. clarity on that. Is then you've got this sort of aspect of connection, mm -hmm. and that fills me quite a, a big thing to talk about in terms of uh, the connection piece. So, what, what do we need to understand in terms of the framework for from a connection point of view? In terms of the connection force, the three life areas underneath that: physical, mental. And emotional health and well-being. Big topics. <laughs> Very big so, topics in themselves. Yes, big, big topics. So I don't claim to have all of the answers and cover everything from start to finish. But what I provide is a clear foundation on the basics that one needs to understand in order to have health and awareness across their physical, mental, and emotional self. So those are the three under connections and how those physical, mental and emotional, how those impact someone's relationship with themselves and relationship with others. OK, so if, if, if you were in, a, in an elevator, uh, probably a, a very tall building and you have to tell somebody two key yes. things they have to think about from a connection point of view that will really help them create this uh, excellence and a better version of themselves, what two things would you uh, advise or share about that two things one actively listen actively listen it's crazy how 
how much society just we, we don't listen. When someone speaks, we are already formulating in our heads either how are we going to interject that conversation, what do we need to say to add into that conversation as a benefit mm. to us, or how can we divert it, or we, we perhaps have some experience that we want to share ourselves and we're just waiting for a pause in order to interject. Actively listen. That is mm. one. First one. The second one I would say is ask questions. Because many times when questions are asked, it shows you are interested in what the other person mm. has to say. And by showing interest in what someone else has to say, by actively listening and asking questions, what you are doing is saying to this other individual, I believe that you are important. And mm. it's surprising, Julian, just those two things. People are kind. I choose to believe that people are genuinely kind-hearted in nature. Mm. And when some when you make someone feel important, and that's what leaders and charismatic people do, they, mm. they make you feel as if you are the only person in that room. And when you make someone feel important, it is reciprocated. So when you interject, when you decide to communicate something, you have 100% of their attention because you pay them the courtesy first of giving mm. them 100% of your attention. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Those, those two things are, <laughs> are probably... In terms of building relationships and building rapport yes. with people are and, and say making people valued are just amazing. I mean, the listening piece, uh, as much as asking questions <laughs> makes people but just by listening people, people feel valued mm -hmm. and as a really listening, not the listening I'm waiting to get a moment to interject or yes. I'm just thinking about something else, but I'm actually fully listening. And I, I suppose for me, I just to just to add on to that would be to be fully presence in that situation yes. where you're absolutely engrossed in that conversation with that person and you're not distracted by anything else um so that makes it even more so you're listening better but also the asking opening questions and trying to elicit because often we assume a lot don't we and i think by asking mm. questions you, you get a lot more information uh that's really good and that, that, that then will create that sort of connection piece and build those relationships and therefore have a greater impact and also you just Get, you just foster those networks around you then, don't you, which is all part of this uh, building your sort of excellence as well. Yes. Um, so just before we finish, um, it'd be good to understand a bit more about the status. And I, I'm intrigued mm -hmm. about this one because it's a slightly, <laughs> slightly different one to the other, very different yes. to the other two. Um, it'd be interesting to understand why this is important uh, to have this status aspect and, and what does it mean and how do we fit that together with the other two identity and connection so status the three life areas under status one is profession in other words how can someone navigate their profession successfully by learning the rules of the game because there are rules in in the professional world and in the business world whether we choose to play them or not those rules are there so one is profession the other one is finance because let's face it you know, money is the medium of exchange, and we need to understand how to better manage, how to better control, how to better invest that form of, of wealth. So finance is the next one. And then the final one is future. How can you on, and what do you need to consider in order to create a better future for yourself? So it's profession, it's finance, and it's future. And those are the three life areas under that. 
in terms of how it ties into the others, it's part of that holistic piece. You as the individual through identity, you have you know, created this identity for yourself that works, that's excellent. Mm. You now go through to connections where you build the relationships that help support that identity. And then when we move into status, you create a standard of living and a lifestyle for yourself so that you can then in turn help others and create a fulfilling life for your future and the legacy that you leave behind in the world. And that's how they are all connected. So this bit, certainly the finance piece is a bit more about yes. sustainability because, you know, often businesses get, obviously we're talking about individuals, but businesses get caught up about, you know, profits, but actually making money is healthy because then you can invest or give to charity or whatever you do with your money uh, and be, be sustainable. And it's important to create sustainability, isn't it, as an individual as well as a business. Uh, and I think it's, Absolutely. it can be, yes. it can be like a dirty word, like thinking about money and finance, but actually that's what we need. We need money, unfortunately. It's how it is, where the world works. But actually, it's that sustainability piece. And it makes you then empowered to do other things with it. Exactly. Sustainability and empowerment. Money, in my in my mind, money is good because that money can be used in a selfless way. That money can be used to help charities. That money can be used to build schools. That money can, can be used for better programs diversity programs or programs to help those early in their careers. Money can be used to help the world uh, and, and, and to help help those who need it most. So from my point of view, the more that there that someone has or the more that a business has is the more that that business can give in terms of investing in others, investing in people, investing in things, investing in the world to help everyone raise the bar even higher. So for me, in my point of view, that's how I view money. I view money as just simply a way to incorporate excellence even further within the whole mm. process. Yeah. No, and I think that's the view we need to have. That's the sort of perspective because I think it's really a healthy perspective. It's not being obsessed by money. Yeah. But it's what money can do in, for you and for others around you and what, what your purpose is, what you're here on earth to do. Uh, that's really mm -hmm. important. Um, it's been great talking to you, uh, Liz, and, and it's and it's great to have that framework of identity, connection, and status that helps people, I guess, create more of an excellence in terms of the, a better version of themselves as they go forward. Um, if people are interested in 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 you, interested in your book, um, how can they get in, in connection with you, and how can they get to know where the book is sold? The easiest way to get in contact with me is through my website, and that's achieve, achievementandexcellence.com. Achievement and excellence, all one word, and the word and is spelled out A-N-D, so achievementandexcellence.com. Uh, that's the website. The book is available in Amazon, and it's called Level Up to Move Up, The Three Forces in Achieving Excellence. Um, but the easiest way is is my website. All my social handles are there. Or simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Elizabeth Patala. Any one of those three. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for your insights and thank you for your time. It's a, It's been an absolute pleasure, Julian. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you do like this episode, then please do rate, review and share with your friends and colleagues. As a coaching practice, we coach high-performing leaders and teams with extreme ambitions. We'll help you to go beyond what you believe is possible. If this sounds like you, then let's have a conversation with me. 
contact me at julianrobertsconsulting.com. <laughs>